Welcome back, or for the first time, I'm Orrin Moore, and this is Two Poems Read and Heard, in which I seek and strive to invoke the woe-wow within you via, you guessed it, poetry. Follow and subscribe to the pod and share it with others if you enjoy and get value from this, and please do leave a comment or a rating if your podcaster allows. All this expands the pod's reach. Shout out to all my lawyer listeners across the world. Your feedback and listening drives me forward. Let's go. And if this is your first time venturing into these wonderment waters, don't worry. This isn't some avenue for the sad emosphere of poems that suck. Yeah, I said it. Some poetry sucks, and it sucks so bad. Like, what, bro? Why, bro? Why, why, why? Just keep that in your journal. No, no, not that flow. This is poetry and commentary that ends with uplift. Tough themes are met, but the point is wonderment and a better life through poetry. Is that a big lift? It is. But both I and the content are strong. And so I ask for eight more minutes for you to judge. The upside is fantastic, the downside minimal. Last week's theme was midlife. Part of positive and life-affirming aging is passing down knowledge, skills, experience, and love to the younger generations. Hashtag generativity. This is proven via science, molded via evolution, and known via intuition. The theme today is lineage. Our first poem today is by the American Gary Snyder and is titled Axe Handles, which can be found in his poetry collection published in 1983 that shares this same title and won an American Book Award. For some context, Snyder studied Zen Buddhism in Japan and is, at the time of recording, 91 years old and alive. This means he published Axe Handles when he was 54 years old. Axe Handles One afternoon the last weekend in April, showing Kai how to throw a hatchet, one half turn and it sticks in a stump. He recalls the hatchet head without a handle in the shop and go gets it and wants it for his own. A broken off axe handle behind the door is long enough for a hatchet. We cut it to length and take it with the hatchet head and working hatchet to the wood block. There I begin to shape the old handle with the hatchet. And the phrase first learned from Ezra Pound rings in my ears. When making an axe handle, the pattern is not far off. And I say this to Kai, look, we'll shape the handle by checking the handle of the axe we cut with. And he sees, and I hear it again. It's in Lu Ji's Wenfu, 4th century AD, essay on literature, in the preface. In making the handle of an axe, by cutting wood with an axe, the model is indeed near at hand. My teacher, Shishan Shen, translated that and taught it years ago. And I see, Pound was an axe, Shen was an axe, I am an axe, and my son a handle, soon to be shaping again, model and tool, craft of culture, how we go on. The poem opens and grounds us in a time right away, specifically, one afternoon, the last week in April. We know it is spring and the day's morning has already been. One can imagine a man in a woodshop, say, 54 years old, teaching his lineage about axe handles. 
This is a poem concerned with teaching, and Snyder quotes three different teachers. The poem itself strays dangerously close to being overly didactic, but I forgive it because of the craft, the love, and the penetrative nature of the poem. It penetrates like, yes, you know it, and acts. In contrast to this penetrating nature, Snyder starts soft and subtle, leaning hard on the H sound for an almost hushed tone. There's a reason why hush sounds like hush. But don't fall asleep on me now, or do. That sounds kind of nice, actually. Here are those words that start with H in a row and in order. Handles, how, hatchet, hatchet head, handle, handle, hatchet, hatchet head, hatchet, handle, hatchet, handle, handle, here, handle, hand, handle, how. This makes the pattern and what words are most repeated stark. And so I ask, what does a handle do? This is a well-titled poem because the other most oft-repeated word is axe. What a great word, axe. Spelled correctly as either A-X or, as Snyder does, A-X-E, axe of Old English and German origin, is a word that must have been with us for so long and meant so much. A word thought up and spread by its invention. Like many other elemental words that are common in the everyday of our ancestors, air, mud, ground, tree, love, axe is short and tight. Axe is repeated seven times in the poem. And so I ask, what does an axe do? At the poem's end, Snyder is subtle and coy with his metaphor and the way an axe swung with purpose upon what it seeks to alter is subtle and coy, which is to say, not at all. Quote, I am an axe and my son a handle, soon to be shaping again, model and tool, craft of culture, how we go on. Is it profound and original, this thought about continuance, generativity, and legacy, that there is good in the shaping and sharpening of an axe and to the younger among us? Perhaps yes, perhaps no. But there is brilliance and value for sure in Snyder's language and imagery painting this picture and this metaphor in such a way that we may be reminded again of the importance and beauty in lineage, but also too, and perhaps more significantly, how the poem can help the reader grasp this concept in a slightly new way. Like an axe we have known, but whose handle has been smoothed and whose iron edge has been sharpened. Indeed, this is how we go on and cut through a sometimes dark and shaded forest of the present into clearings of sunshine and meaning that shine light into the future via remembrance of the past with real axes and sublime metaphor. Four, in making the handle of an axe by cutting wood with an axe, the model is indeed near at hand. In Western industrialized societies, individuality is prized and focused on more than communal ways of being and identity common to other human cultures. It's straightforward enough to understand this difference on a surface level. Oh yeah, in the East they're more into family and stuff. But it's another thing, and deeper, to grasp how the individual is actually in some ways not his own self completely, 
but instead largely defined, or less so, but still some so, by his lineage and tribe. Wait, what? They think of I differently? I don't understand. The communal way of thinking includes an emphasis on lineage and ancestors, and this communal way of thinking and being is probably how we thought for eons as hunter-gatherers. This is not a history, sociology, or psychology podcast, or maybe it is. But I point this out as an introduction to the second poem today, which I have titled, Lineages of Us. While Snyder deployed axes and their handles as a metaphor, I choose again rivers as a metaphor to get deep and life-affirming. If you don't like rivers, now would be the time to stop listening. If you have a problem with rivers, I worry for you. Lineages of Us Who I am depends on who we are. A rock in a river is more than a rock, and we are more than ourselves, like the birds of a flock. Sure, yes, go off alone and search, but you will return to us like food, for we do not roam alone for long if we are to be good. But what of the solitary woodsmen and such hermits? Yes, what of them? What of them indeed? For they have lost themselves, living alone, their hearts less muscle than bone, hardened to what we are not meant for. For you are us and I am us, river rocks that make and shape the river, smoothing to become water. Do you believe in the lineages of us?